0: As we close out this series, Real Religion, I want to talk to you about habits. Habits. I'm sure a lot of you have got some bad habits that uh, you do. Some of you have got some good habits that you do. But habits are uh, a part of life. Now, if I said to you, hey, do you want a drink? And I said, you can have some soda. Let me make sure this doesn't fall over. You can have some soda. Or you can have... Some water. How many of you are going to choose the soda? You want to raise your hands? If I said, you want to drink, you're going to have soda. Come on, don't lie. You know you're going to have soda. How many of you are going to say, you know, no, soda's bad for me. I'm going to have water. You want to raise your hands? Yeah, you health freaks. Yeah, we see you. So, so you ask someone, and automatically there is a, something within you says, no, I'll choose the soda. Or automatically there is something in you that says, I will choose the water. Now, how many of you this month got paid by your job? I'm sure most of you, well, only a few of you, man, you guys need new jobs. (laughs) So. So when you got paid by your job, I wonder how many of you you got some money in your bank account and you decided, "Hey, let's go spend some money." So you went to the mall and you went to Aldo and you got some funky shoes or a funky purse and you spent all your money on there because when you have extra money, you can't help it but go spend money. It's like my wife if she goes into a store, she has to come out with something. She can't just go in and look around. There's no such thing in her vocabulary. As window shopping. And so some of you are like that, but then others, they are, you are savers. And so when you get something, when you get your paycheck, you decide that you are gonna put money in a piggy bank. Even though this is an elephant, just pretend it's a pig for a second. And uh, I could have sworn it was my son's and I could have sworn he had a piggy bank, but then I realized he had an elephant bank, uh, whatever that is. Anyway, so how many of you, you, when you get your paycheck, you automatically put money aside instead of going to the mall and spending money, instead you put the money in your little piggy bank. Because some of us, we are wired that way. We have a habit of spending money, and then others have a habit of saving money. Okay, let's see if I can get you a little bit more. So after church today... When you get home after church and you know you're tired, it's Sunday afternoon, maybe you want a nap. But he said, You know, no, I'm not going to take a nap, I'm going to work out instead. And before you th- think, this is not my dumbbell, I don't have pink dumbbells, and so mine's like a lime green color instead. So, really manly, right? But how many of you, when you go home, you are going to work out because you are so disciplined, you're like, working out is the way? Or how many of you, instead, Instead of working out you are going to instead sit on the couch, and you're going to get your little remote control out, and you're going to watch TV instead, because on a Sunday afternoon, watching TV sounds so much more entertaining than working out, right? And so some of us, we are ingrained that when we come home from work, instead of like going to the gym or, or, or working out, going for a run, we sit down in front of the TV, and we think we're going to relax from a hard day's work by flicking through the channels. Now in my house, how many in your house, it's the husband who hogs the remote control. Like one. How many in your house? It's the wife who hogs the remote control. Yeah, that's me as well. My wife is a hogger of the remote control. And then I hate it because she's watching TV and then, like, I'm watching a program and then it's like flips to something else and it's like she's watching like five channels at the same time. How many of you are like that? You like watch five channels at the same time? Yeah, we don't like you because, like, I get all confused and, and stuff like that. But some of you, you're ingrained that you watch TV instead of working out others. It's like a habit that you work out every single day. Okay, now what if I said to you, hey, I'm going to give you a snack. You want a snack? I got some chocolates. How many of you are going to be like, yeah, give me some chocolates, right? Not many of you, right? Well, if you tried this chocolate, you would like not want anything else forever in your whole life. This is what we call British chocolate. British chocolate is the best chocolate out there. It's better than American chocolate. I don't care what you say. Hershey's is nasty. This is like super, super nice. So if I was really nice, I'd say, who wants it? But I'm going to have this one for myself. So just to let you know. But if you, I say to you, you want some chocolate, you're going to be like that. But some of you says, no, Alex, I don't want chocolate. I want something healthy. I want a carrot or some celery or something like that. How many of you, you are health freaks and you would rather go for the carrot instead of the chocolate? Like a couple of you. How many of you go for the chocolate instead of the celery? Yeah, good people. I like you. So, But some people, they have this habit now that when they see something, that they want it. So they see the chocolate and they want it. Others, they see something healthy and they want that instead. How many of you have ever tried M&M pretzels at all? I love M&M pretzels, so we can't have them in my house, because I'll empty them in the bowl, I'll put them in the center of my house, and every time I walk past, I will grab an M&M pretzel, not because I'm hungry, it's just because it becomes a habit for me. And as we go through our day, we make thousands and thousands of choices, and most of those choices are automatic, we don't even think about it, and some of those are habits, just because, of habits, so some of you, you've got some bad habits. And I'm not going to ask you about your bad habits, maybe I pick your nose or something like that, suck your thumb. And so I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand because no one's going to shake your hand after the end of the service if that's you. But some of you, you've got bad habits. Others, you've got good habits as well. Like you will choose the water over the soda. You will choose to save instead of spend. You will choose to eat the carrot instead of eating the chocolate. They're good habits. I think I've got a good habit. One of the habits that. I have is every morning before I leave the house and go out the house I go to my wife and my son and I kiss them and I tell them I love them every single morning and it's become a habit for me and if I walk out the house and I haven't done it I'll go back in to make sure I do it because I can't start my day without doing that I think that's a good habit but I also have a bad habit as well and so I'm gonna share my bad habit with you, and I just wanna let you know that this place is like Planet Fitness. It is a non-judgment zone. Okay. So when you hear it, don't judge me. Some of you can think, man, our pastor is like this freaky guy. And others, you're like, Oh, that's okay. Some of you, you probably never want to come back to this church again if like that's if that's what the pastor does. But this is my bad habit. Like I said, don't judge. Someone in first service judge me. And like we're like, you yeah, like, get out. No, we didn't really. But this is my bad habit. At night, when I'm about to, get to uh, go to bed, I will take off my socks and I will smell my sock before I put it in the laundry basket. Isn't that gross? Disgusting, right? You're like, too much information, you know? TMI. <laughs> But this is what I do, and I do this, and so I've been doing it since I was a kid. And then when I got married, my wife was like, what are you doing? And like every, day, every night, like I do it, and she just laughs at me because I do it. And it's become a habit, something that I do. It's not like I'm like, like, like engrossing my face in it. It's just like a little sniff and then put it in the, in the laundry basket. But that's a bad habit of mine and that's that's something that has happened to me you know over over the years it's become a habit because habits are a part of life And habits in themselves are not a bad thing. Actually, some habits are good habits. And each of us exchanging habits every day of our lives. When you clean your teeth before you go to bed or you go out in the morning, that becomes a habit, something that you just naturally do. Some of you, you have to stop by Dunkin' Donuts in the morning before you go to work, right? Or you stop by Starbucks, but Dunkin' is so much cheaper, so I don't know why you want to stop by Starbucks instead. Now I've been reading this book and it's by a guy called Charles Duhigg and it's a great book. It's called The Power of a Habit and I'd recommend all of you reading it uh, because it just really gives you some interesting data into what a habit is. But there in that book he says that there is a golf ball sized piece of tissue in the center of your brain that is called the basal ganglia. And the basal ganglia is the storeroom of your habits. It's the place where your habits are stored. And so it's almost like a memory stick that is in the center of your brain. And while your body sleeps and you relax, your basal ganglia is busy at work. And according to scientists, the purpose of a habit is so that our body can save energy so that we don't have to keep spending energy thinking how to do something again, thinking through it. And so what our body does, it saves the, 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 the data of, of what goes on in our lives so that we don't constantly spend the energy. And so Charles Duhigg, in his book, The Power of a Habit, he says that there are three parts to a habit. And these are the three parts. And you'll see them on the screen. There is the cue, there is the routine, and there is the reward. The cue, the routine, and the reward. And the cue is something that sparks something within your basal ganglia to perform a routine so that you can gain a certain reward. So for many people in the, in, in the morning, you have to have your cup of coffee. How many of you, you have to have a cup of coffee before you do anything else? Okay. It's really strange because you guys are at second service. Like the first service, it was like the whole, like everybody put them, their hands up. That's probably why they're at first service because they had their coffee. Drink coffee in the morning, like you can come to first service instead. But Many people, they have to have coffee in the morning. And this is why. Because it's become a habit to drink coffee in the morning. Because they need the reward of stimulation. They need the reward to awaken themselves. They feel they can't go because they're not fully awake until they get their coffee. So the cue is when they get out of bed in the morning, the routine is drinking coffee and the reward is stimulation. So my bad habit, just going back to this for a moment, of socks smelling. It's brought on because I want a reward. And you may think, what reward can it be? This is my reward. And I've kind of worked this out myself why I do it. My reward is, and this is going to gross you out even more, I want to figure out how much I sweated that day. And so I figure if I smell my socks and they're pretty bad, then I've sweated pretty much. And so what happens is in the morning, sorry, in the evening, my cue is I take off my socks. The routine is smelling the socks, throwing in the laundry, and then the reward is receiving information. And I'm sure there is an app out there somewhere that can give me the same information. And if you're here with one, please tell me, because I'd love to break this bad habit. But that is what happens. You've got the cue and the routine and the reward. So you're asking yourself sitting in church this morning, like Alex, what on earth has this got to do with God or my journey of faith? And I'm going to tell you everything. Everything. It's got everything to do with God and your journey of faith. The reason is, is because real religion is experiencing the reward of real life and salvation that is found through the person of Jesus Christ. And this is discovered, real religion, by doing good for others and not letting the world corrupt you. Through this series, we've been going through a scripture that's, uh, that's found in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 27. And he says this, real, sorry, Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father is caring for orphans and widows in their distress and not letting the world corrupt you. And so that's real religion. But then there is this thing that that we call fake religion. And fake religion tells you that, that the reward is gained by doing certain religious acts or concentrating on yourself. And looking out only for yourself. In fact, the reward with fake religion is this. It makes you feel less guilty about yourself. But the reward with real religion is something that we call grace. So fake religion makes you feel just a little less guilty. Real religion is something that we call grace. Now, there was a guy in the Bible called the Apostle Paul. He wrote uh, a lot of books in the New Testament, and we reference him a lot on Sunday mornings. And he had a bad habit. And so if you got your Bibles, if you want to turn to Romans chapter 7, Romans chapter 7, and we're going to start reading at verse 14, and we'll see his bad habit says there, verse 14, so the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human. I am a slave to sin. So he calls himself a slave to sin. Verse 15, he says, I don't really understand myself. How many of you feel like that at times? We're like some middle school girl, right? We don't understand ourselves very much says, so I don't really understand myself. For I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I'm doing is wrong, this shows that I agree with the law. So I'm not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. I know that nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I want to do what, uh, I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. Then verse 21, he says, I have discovered this principle of life. That when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart. But there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to sin that is still within me. How many of you feel like Paul? So often you want to do what is right, but you end up doing what is wrong. So I want to work out every day of my life. Right, But eventually what happens, inevitably, I watch TV every day of my life. I want to eat right and do the right things. But inevitably, often I eat the wrong things and do the wrong things. And this is what Paul is saying. He says, there is this battle going on in my life. It's like this bad habit. I want to do what is right, but I end up doing what is wrong. And when we do what we don't want to do, then it makes us feel often guilty. And so that's when we start searching for the reward to feel guiltless or less guilty about ourselves. But really the reward that we should be looking for isn't to feel less guilty. The reward should be a reward that is of grace of freedom and of fulfillment and salvation. That's what the reward really should be. And the problem is we keep doing the wrong routine and getting the wrong reward. And it's like this vicious cycle and it becomes this bad habit. And I've seen the bad habit of Christianity. Many Christians have this bad habit. We wake up on Sunday mornings and we feel guilty. Stuff that's gone on that week and we feel guilty. So this is what we do. Well, let's go to church and maybe spend an hour of church and then I'll feel less guilty. And you know what? Often it works. It works for a couple of hours. It works maybe for a couple of days and you feel less guilty because you've been in church. Maybe you've sang some songs or you've read your Bible or you've prayed a little bit. But eventually, over the week, you start feeling guilty again because of the things that you do. And so we're hoping to receive the rewards of freedom from guilt But it just keeps going, coming back again and again and again. But the problem is we're searching for the wrong reward. So we say, how do we break this habit? How do we break this? This is a fake religion, not real real religion. Well, this is how we break the habit. And it's similar to how alcoholic uh, anonymous, uh, their, their meetings, how they try to break the habits of an alcoholic. See, an alcoholic will, will, uh, will, will come and they are consumed, their life is consumed by this bad habit. It is soul-destroying to them. And the reason is, there's a couple of reasons why people may, may start drinking. It may be because, they, uh, um, because they're, they're trying to numb just the pain of this life. Maybe people, they, they like the taste or they like, like what, what, the, what, what it does to their mind or where they go. And in the end, it gets to this place where they can't break this bad habits habit. So AA does this. They tell people that you have to attend so many meetings in so many days. Come around a community of people. Have a sponsor who's going to keep you accountable. All so that they can try to change your routine and give you a better reward. Because what they discovered that when you come together in community and you start breaking this bad habit, the reward is so much more stimulating than the alcohol that can give people. And this is the same in anybody. To break a habit, a bad habit, you have to replace the routine of the bad habit with another routine that will give you a better reward. The Apostle Paul says this in Romans chapter 8. He says that there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. That means if you have Jesus Christ in your life, there is no need to feel guilty because the reward is already there. There is no condemnation because you have something called grace. God has already forgiven you and there's no need to feel guilty. So it's not trying to chase after this religious thing of feeling less guilty time and time again. And so the Apostle Paul actually gives us a solution in order to break this bad habit, gives us a new routine that's going to give us a better reward. And it's found in Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. Romans chapter 12 verse 1. This is what he says. So dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Then verse 2. Paul says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So Paul here gives us a way to break this bad spiritual habit that many of us, we have. For he tells us to replace the bad routine with a God-inspired routine that will ultimately give you the reward of grace. See, the secret is replacing the routine of living for ourselves, trying to, to go through this life, just trying to feed ourselves, and replacing it with a personal sacrifice to God. And the reward is so much greater. The reward is so much better. You can live this life and walk along this life and do certain things and try to make yourself feel less guilty, but how about a reward where there's no guilt at all? That's a much better reward. And that's what Paul is saying here. This is how it works. When you feel the cue of guilt and shame or maybe a lack of passion or a lack of purpose, when you feel there is more to life, That's your cue. Then Paul tells you this. Don't just try to do feed yourself or try to do some religious exercises just to make yourself feel less guilty. Paul says this. He says that as a routine, you are to offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to God. And you will receive the reward of God. And Paul says the reward is this. That you will know the plan of God for your life, which is good and pleasing and perfect. How many of you want to to, to know the plan of God for your life? I know I do. I want to know what the next steps are. I want to know where God is leading me. And Paul is saying this. He says, if you offer yourself as a living sacrifice to God, then God will reveal his plan to you, which is good, and pleasing, and perfect. So you may say, "Wow, Alex! I mean, what does that mean? A living sacrifice? It's like I'm like to hurt myself or something. I mean, what 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 is a sacrifice? Let me try to define this a little bit better for you. Basically, Paul introduces this theme: a living sacrifice, and he means this. It is a life that is dedicated to live for God. A life that is dedicated to live for God. So this means to direct all our living energies and powers constantly to God's service. And this is the routine. It means that we are to go on a mission as God's representatives. That's what it means ultimately. You don't have to be a pastor or a church leader to go on a mission for God. See, God has a plan for each and every one of you. And God's plan involves his mission. And he wants to use you in every part of your lives. When you go to work uh, on Monday morning, it's not just like Sunday was, was God time. Now this is just work. No, God wants work on Monday morning to be as spiritual for you as church on a Sunday morning. When you go out with your friends on a Friday night, God wants that to be as spiritual a moment for you as being in church on a Sunday morning. See, the idea that Paul introduces here is basically this. When we wake up, these are the questions that we should ask. God, what is your plan for me today? What is your plan for me? God, how will you use me in the office at work today? God, how will you use me in my school or my college today? How will you use me amongst my friends today? God, what conversations can you use me in to lead others closer to you? We should ask God every day, how can I be of service to you? This is why the, we've done this series called Real Religion. And we've talked at length about doing good, clinging to good through this series. For it is the routine of doing God's work that eventually will receive the rewards that the rest of this world is looking for. Now, it's not that by doing God's work or doing good deeds that you will receive salvation because salvation is through faith alone. And it's faith in God. But it's by doing those good things and dedicating your life unto God that you get closer to God. And the closer you get to God, the more grace you receive, the more uh, mercy you receive, the more salvation you receive, the uh, the, the, the more purpose you receive, the more love you experience and joy in your life. So the reward is this, Paul tells us. He says that God will transform your mind and your life by changing the way that you think. Then through this transformation, you will experience God's plan of grace, mercy, love, and freedom. The why questions of this world start to disappear. And you start to experience fulfillment in life through God and God's word for it satisfies our souls. So the next time, You feel the strain of life. You know those moments where you just want to pull your hair out? You know? I mean, you wake up in the morning and it's like this thing and that and that happens. And you're like, oh, man, I can't even face the day. I'm going to have to have two cups of coffee now. You know those moments in life where maybe you're at work and you just feel overwhelmed? Or you get home and, and, and family life isn't what you thought it was supposed to be, or you're going through some issues, or maybe you get those bills through the mail and you're, you're, you're finding that life is just so tough. It feels like your head is going to explode. Through those moments, it's not then trying just to look at yourself what can I do to help myself? It's not just by doing some religious ritual. It's not by going to the bar and having a drink to numb your mind. It's not by seeking out those shallow relationships that may make you feel good for a few moments, but then in the morning makes you feel just cheap and nasty. It's not by just checking out in life and going into a cocoon and secluding yourself and not being doing anything with anybody. It's not neglecting your family or your spouse. That isn't the answer. The answer is this. When you feel the strain of life, when you feel like you want to pull your hair out, when you feel that life is overwhelming you, it's like the waves are crashing over your head, this is what you should do. Go on a mission. Go on a mission. Present your life as a living sacrifice to God. Dedicate your energy to God, for the reward will be so much greater. And then eventually what will happen? You'll start to retrain your basal ganglia to remember that doing good and dedicating your life to Christ becomes a habit. See, it's like trying to work out. When you first work out, it's tough. Nobody likes to do it in the beginning. But the more you do it, the more it becomes a habit. And it's the same with the spiritual life. When you dedicate your life unto God, it is tough in the beginning. The first couple of weeks, first couple of months, it can be hard. But if you keep pressing through, eventually it becomes a habit. Your basal ganglia, it starts to remember. And when it becomes a habit, it's ingrained in your life. And that's when you experience real religion. In week one of this series, we said that real religion is life-giving and life-changing. And if you want to experience religion that is life-giving and life-changing, then it starts with dedicating your life unto God. It starts with breaking the bad habits and starting to learn some new habits, good habits. Let's bow our heads in prayer.